Welcome to the Naked Wine Podcast. Two best friends and wine. Natural and free. Skin contact sometimes. Unfiltered, never find. Organic grapes and yeast. Oh! Hi! Welcome! Hello again, friends! <laughs> Welcome to episode number 14 of the Naked Wine Podcast mm-hmm. here um, in lovely Venice Beach. We are. We are in Remington's lovely apartment in Venice Beach, and uh, we're a little more dressed up than usual mm-hmm. because we're going out in the town tonight. Friday night. Ooh. We are going out, but, you know, pod comes first, so we got to yes. film an episode for y'all. What are we talking about today, Miss? Today we are going to talk about how to taste wine. Um, <laughs> obviously focusing on natural wine like we always do. Yes. But we're going to walk you through some of the proper steps on how to taste wine without getting too snooty and official. Yes. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the things you might notice when drinking natural wine. Mm-hmm. Um, some possible faults or some... Um, possible pleasant faults that surprises. Yeah, pleasant surprises <laughs> when it's done like artfully and in low doses. We'll, yes. we'll get into that. Well, do you want to show them the bottle of wine we're drinking mm-hmm. first? So I didn't even have a taste yet because I'm gonna try to like follow the taste you notes. the taste. <laughs> so here we go for YouTube. This is Matthew Coste or Domaine mm-hmm. Coste from the Loire, France. Yep. This is MC2 2017. So it's a 50-50 blend of Gamay, Pinot Noir, Mm -hmm. and imported by Merchants of Thirst. This is one of them. So you can look at that label for for the YouTubers to to look at when you're in the wine store. Merchants of Thirst. Bring that good natty shit. And we love it. You can trust them. Thank you, uh, Merchants of Thirst. This one's pretty special. This guy um, is in the Loire. He's a grower maker. So he farms his own grapes organically mm-hmm. and works with his father. This one's called MC2 for both him and his dad's initials. So squared. Oh, that's cute. Kind of has like an Albert Einstein. I like that. And he's dreaming off in dream, Dreamland. His wine Aww. glass has like a moon and some birds and different They're animals like and scribbles coming, coming out, of out of it. Coming out of the wine glass. That's kind so of like cute. one of those stereotypical spunky labels that you know that's like hey there's not a giant mm-hmm. chateau on there this might be, might a natural. be natural all right well we have a lot to cover so we're just gonna hop right into this um and we are going to kind of talk about how to taste wine mm-hmm. so um it's really important to just make sure you have all the things you need obviously wine um a nice clean wine Most glass important. Uh, you want a clean space where you can taste that's got decent lighting. You don't really want any intense aromas in the room, like a heavy perfume, perfume or like garlic cooking on the stove or whatever, because it can kind of tamper with, you know, how you're trying to smell the wine. Uh, you could have like a notepad and pen if you want to make notes. I like doing that. Um, you could have a spittoon, which is basically like <laughs> a bucket or a cup, something you could spit the wine out into after you're done tasting it if you don't want to swallow it. But That's if you're tasting a lot of wine. I don't like to waste wine. And if it's like a lunch break before yeah. a big meeting on a Tuesday, the yeah. spittoon comes in handy. So let's hop right in. The first thing you want to do is look at the wine. So we're looking at the appearance of the wine. Um, so here's our wine glass. I'll show you. So you kind of want to see, you want to ask yourself, like, what color is it? Is it clear or hazy? Is there any sediment in there? Um, can you see through it? If so, how easily? 
Um, a good way to look at it, it helps if you can kind of find a white background, like we've got a white wall here and tilt the wine glass a little and you can kind of look at it. So here's what you're looking for. Um, you're looking for intensity, which that basically just means like how much you can or can't see through the wine. Hmm. So, I so mean, if it's kind of clear, yeah, so it's not super intense, but if it's like blood. If you can see through it and like rewriting on the other side, then that would be pale intensity. Okay. And deep is if you can't see through it at all. And then there's medium. So pale medium or deep um this, this one, one it looks it looks medium deep medium, medium deep yep little i can see through it just, just barely, barely when i'm holding it up to the light yeah. like yeah um and then you want to look at the color so for white wines the a good kind of good words to call it you would either say is it lemon gold or amber so lemon you know like the color of a lemon gold a more gold color and then carat. amber would be a little brown more brownie and like okay orangey so, so a little bit more aged and for rosés you would do pink pink orange orange but for red wines which we're drinking a red mm -hmm. um the categories are purple ruby garnet and tawny so purple most red wines are going to be ruby i think okay. most of okay. them are ruby but if they have a little bit more of like purple bluish, if you see any blue in it, then you would say, hey, it looks more purple than ruby. Uh -huh. um, garnet is, if it's red, but it's got like, you can see a little bit of brown in it. And then um, tawny is if it's like, it's looking like a very brown, aged, more brown. Oxidized, like cherries so, and ports can be tawny. This one? I, I bet the color like also gives way to like what type aged. of gray. Well, yeah. how it's aged, like. You can maybe start making yeah. guesses on like what varietal or grape yeah. they're using. So I would say this is ruby. It does have just the titchest titch titch of some like ruby to garnet brown, brown tones yeah. in there. So somewhere between ruby and garnet. For it this is one. a 2017, and generally, if you drink a super 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 old wine, it'll fade in its bluish purpley yeah. uh, appearance to yeah. a little bit more exactly. brown tawny over time. So this one's not super old, four years old, but it yeah. definitely has a titch. And for natural wines, um, you if you look at this one, it's kind of hard to see in the video, but it does look a little hazy. Um, oh, yeah. That's because this wine is unfined and unfiltered. Totally. And so we're, for natural wines, that's very common, and we love that. So for oh, us, for us drinking a natural wine, seeing that it's a little hazy is a good thing. It's, it's a bonus. It's bonus. Double bonus if you get some specs flying around. Yes. In there. And now I had some pet gnats that are like, oh. Holy a mouth, a mouthful of chips. It's like it's like crazy town, and sometimes that gets to be a little bit much. But um, you know, I don't mind a little bit of unfined, unfiltered yeah. sediment in my wine. The next thing you want to do is you're going to smell the wine. But before you, you know, swirl it a ton, just like slowly bring it to your nose and inhale, and just note like when you start smelling the wine, like. Like, wow. could you smell it way back here? Maybe like a fistful away. Could you, did your nose have to be all the way in the glass before you smelled it? And we're just trying to see what the intensity of the smell is. Okay. So if you were- What do you rate that on like a- uh... Light, medium, or pronounced. Oh, wow. So if okay. your nose had to be all the way in the glass to smell it, it's gonna be light in its intensity. If it's kind of like, you know, close to the glass medium, if your nose is really far away and you can smell some of the, smell the wine, then that's going to be very pronounced. So with this one, I think it's kind of medium. Medium. Yeah. Not pronounced, but like yeah. bordering, like you can definitely start to pick up yes. some of the aromas. And then why don't you talk about swirling? Oh, <laughs> well, hold it by the stem. Give this puppy a nice little swirl. Don't hold it by the bulb. Nope. And don't goldfish do that. bowl mishmash. Swirl it Just around. Just gently swirl it 
it helps if you can put it on a table on a flat surface. Yeah, and that, that really helps. And I like to sometimes cover it if you want to like. Yeah, that's good. Get like a really intense, you know, whiff when you stick your schnoz in there. Yeah. Um, and really, the legs after a swirl don't really tell you like the quality of wine. It yeah, primarily kind of tells myth. you like alcohol content. Yeah. Big, like streaky legs, mm -hmm. higher the alcohol. All right, so we've swirled and hopefully not spilled all over our nice clothes. Now you smell it, so get your nose way up in there. Damn. Woo, there is a lot going on okay, there. Okay, I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. Go for it. Cocoa. I, for some reason, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. it's like really strong on this one. I've had this bottle before, and we can talk about Brett's Britannomyces, mm -hmm. uh, which might be the, the cause for like some yeah. barnyard funk or hay yeah. um, that people talk about. I picked that up a lot more in the past, but since this is an unfiltered, unfine wine, and they put zero parts per million SO2, so no preservatives at right. all. Sometimes Brett's is present, sometimes Britannomyces is not. And I don't really pick up a ton of like funkiness on this one. Yeah, so one thing that's helpful- and By funkiness, I mean, on the like barnyard type of scale, yeah. funkiness. So when basically you can you can break it down like this if you want to. You could break it down into primary aromas, secondary aromas, and tertiary aromas. And primary aromas, this is going to go the same for when we're tasting. It'll be the primary flavors, the secondary, and the tertiary. But all that it means is primary is like the things that you smell um, that's actually the grape or what happened in alcoholic fermentation, like when the grapes are all chilling together. And there's, I'll just like throw some things out there. You could smell floral, which is like rose or violet, green fruits, apple, pear, citrus, which would be more like grapefruits and lemons. Oranges, lemons, limes. Uh-huh. Uh, you could do stone fruit, which is like peach and apricot and nectarines, nectarines. plums. Tropical fruit would be bananas, mango and pineapple and lychee. Passion fruit. Passion fruit. You could do red, smell red fruits, cranberries, raspberries, strawberries, red cherry, red plum. And those are all kind of the first things you want to try to see if you can smell and you just call them out however however you see it there's no wrong answer no wrong unless answer. you're being tested on it like but I, otherwise literally there's no wrong so answer. for this i do get like red fruit i think i get a, i can get a little bit of like a cranberry raspberry vibe yeah maybe red plum. Like, since it is a pinot noir gamay mix pinot noir tends to lend i think some like what do they call them? Black fruit or blue fruits as well? Yeah, so black fruit would be like black currants, blackberry, blueberry, black it's plum. A, you could get it's a, herbaceous notes, herbal notes, spice notes, ripeness. Yeah, I definitely get those some are all spice. primary as well. I'm getting like spice mixed with cocoa and red fruit and black fruits. There's something like after you cover this and swirl it around, there's something like real intense so let's aroma that I can't stick my that I can't. Let's get into secondary aromas because I think that's what you're picking up on, which is awesome. So secondary aromas could be, this is going to be like the aromas and flavors post-fermentation um, that can happen. They can be from yeast, um, how much contact the mm. wine has had. It can be from the lactic conversion. It can be from oak. Okay. Oak, like eight, if it's the wine's being aged. Yeah, and I oak. don't know about this. A lot of natural winemakers like to age in neutral oak, so they don't mm -hmm. like the oak to impart a lot of flavor. Yeah. We're actually unsure on how this was aged. I would assume it was neutral oak. And I think so. It wasn't. Otherwise, there's it'd be big like vanilla. Because and you're getting tannin and oak present, and you're getting like coffee and chocolate. And for me, for this, I'm getting smoke for sure. Okay. Okay. Just a little bit. And to back up and um, yeah. talk about yeast for a little bit, like if you're a champagne lover and you mm -hmm. love that brioche 
bready yeah. bubbles, it's generally because of the yeast, the yeah. champagne that might have spent more time on its lees. And then we can get into tertiary aromas um, and flavors. And this normally comes from um, the aging of the wine. So okay. what's happening when it's being aged um, in the bottle. Uh, so with red wine, sometimes with aging, you can get dried fruit and leather, earth, mushrooms, meat, uh, tobacco, wet leaves, from extended aging, forest floor, from aging. Okay. that kind of stuff. With white wine, it's more like marmalade. Sometimes you can get like a gasoline vibe. The petrol. Yeah, yeah. totally pick that up. Or it's even okay. like ginger, nutmeg, almond. Uh, hazelnut, so bordering along the lines of like some cherries. Yes, exactly. And you can even get notes of sometimes like chocolate and caramel and coffee. Those can be secondary too from oak, but you can also get those, I think, if the wine's been oxidized, like okay. contact with oxygen. Wow. So primary, secondary, tertiary Tertiary. aromas. Oh my God, let's finally taste let's it. Let's taste this bitch. So... <laughs> Taste it. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Hey, cheers. Hey, that's the longest we've ever gone in a pod before I drinking. <laughs> I actually didn't even take a sip. Oh my I'm god. So, excited. Mm. so with tasting, the main thing is you Whoa. just want it to touch all the parts of your tongue. Sometimes I like to take one quick sip. Mm. Let me think on that. And then I do a second sip and I kind of chew the wine. Love Might not that. be the best for your teeth, but I, I honestly it. like chew it chew it so i'm gonna chew it one more time basically you just want it to get everywhere you want you want that sip to be touching all of all the taste buds all the parts of your mouth wow um real bright acidity mm-hmm. brighter than a few of the other bottles that i've had in this guy yeah so a little bit not as much tan a little bit of tanning but not as much but I'm, I'm really getting like I mean, you did warn me that I ate something funny before <laughs> doing this. So if you're getting something completely different, let me know. But um, no, I think you're completely right. Um, so yeah, one thing we could talk about first is like the sweetness level. So you want to you want to ask yourself how sweet it is. Mm. it is, and you could rate it dry, which means you can't detect any residual sugar in it. Off dry, which means just a teeny weeny okay. bit, and then medium, and then of course sweet, which is more like a dessert wine. Okay. So, so something off dry, because that, that gets a little confusing when you're like new to this. That's it's true. slightly sweeter than dry. Yes. Like Where in like champagne, a little bit. brute mm-hmm. is dry, but extra brute is drier than brute. But when you're talking about the sweetness scale, mm-hmm. off dry is sweeter than dry. Yeah. Okay. So for red wine, for this, off dry would be sweeter than dry. Um, but I would call this definitely a dry. Yeah, wine. most red, most red wines yeah. are, I would say, are dry or off dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then acidity, which you jumped on oh, right away. Man, we love like, acidity. I generally go, and we generally go for like something Fire. that has punches with yes. a nice acidity. Tannins are balanced, but not like gripping your tongue. Yes. And when we say acidity, that just means like how much it makes your mouth water. Like think about when you bite into a lemon. Mm-hmm. How much is your mouth watering? If you're not getting a lot of that watery, lemony feeling, then you would say low acidity. If your mouth continues watering after you've swallowed or spit for a while, that's high acidity. Um, I would say this is like medium plus. Definitely medium. Yeah, medium yeah. or medium plus. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I'm surprised by the acidity. Like it, it. It's, it's pleasant, but um, I was kind of hoping for like, a little bit more balance and a little bit more tannin present. Okay. But, um, so tannin is the next thing. That's huh. good. Um, yeah, I agree. I would say probably low, low on the tannins for this one. Maybe low medium. Something okay. Like that. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. It's not like jumping out super, super high in my face. And tannin, the way that you kind of feel that in your mouth is 
that like astringent feeling where you're like the dry feeling on your tongue mm. i guess i would describe yeah it. like if you've ever drank black uh tea before yes great um, example black tea like if sometimes and I, it also gives me a little headache sometimes oddly mm. but like drinking black tea and how that that feeling on your tongue where it like grips it or almost dries it out different yeah. than on the sides of your tongue in, in my personal opinion with yeah with acidity like acidity kind of hits me here Mm -hmm. where the tannin will kind of just really grips my tongue. And then alcohol level. So that's kind of like that alcohol burning sensation in your mouth. You want to try to see if you can detect mm. if it's well, we all, low, medium. I mean, or, hell, we've been yeah. in college before. You've been past that plastic bottle of vodka. Yep. You took that swig and Woo! your eyes watered because yes. of the burn. Yeah, that's, so... Clearly, alcohol was high and present. Um, this certainly wines, is. This certainly is like medium. I would. Yeah, say. wines totally vary. Wines vary mm -hmm. from like seven percent to fifteen percent alcohol, yes. and uh, most and natural, natural producers are a little lower. So once again, this uh, Domenico Stancy two uh -huh. was made uh, like, with spontaneous the... fermentation. It's twelve and a half. Yep, twelve and a half. Uh, used with native yeast. So most of the time, when you're using native yeast which we're super big fans of. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. it's part of the terroir of a wine, so I think it's super important. A um, little bit harder to control, but generally when you're using native yeast, you have lower yeah. alcohol wines. So like 12 and a half to 13 and below. So then we can kind of talk about body, which just means like how like how structured is it? How much is it filling up your mouth? Mm. And that can okay. have to do with a lot of things. It can have to do, it could be the acidity levels, the tannin levels, the alcohol levels. Kind of a combo of them? It's a combo. I mean, I personally, I think for me, if the wine is a little higher in alcohol, um, which normally means a little higher in sugar, that can kind of mm. give them more of a mouth. Yeah, kind of full like feeling. that stereotypical mm -hmm. Cali cab that like mm -hmm. tastes like raspberry jam. You'd call that full bodied. Yeah, and that's just like in your mouth, and it's like voluptuous and silky, mm -hmm. and clearly there's some sugar in there. Uh, it's delicious. Um, this is light to medium for me, medium maybe, in body. Yeah, think. yeah, yeah, light to medium. Probably not medium or more, but light definitely to not. Yeah. Uh, and then flavor intensity. We kind of talked about that with aromas. Um, I think it's how strong the flavor yeah, is. How strong the yeah, flavor is. Yeah, medium. I would say medium. it's pretty average. And then the finish. And what finish means is how long do the flavors, mm. so not the acidity, not the tannins, okay. how long do the flavors stay in your mouth after you How swallow? long does that party parade linger? linger. Do, you do you have to? Do, do you have to, have to let it linger? linger. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we, that was now a that plan. That, show was, that wasn't even planned. Should we do a Janet Nip slip? Awesome. Man. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> um back to wine that wasn't even planned I promise. okay cheers um yeah. some good potting there um all right yeah so let's talk about what we taste in the wine and you just can you can go back a to bazillion the things primary so like secondary tertiary or you just spitball like you could go fruit roll-up gushers yeah. pack yeah lunchable do you get lunchable or one? yeah yeah you totally do? get the ham and cheese crack wrist cracker lunchable with the snickers dessert on the side see I get so much in like in the aftertaste. I get like barbecue or smoke. Okay, okay. Not like the meat my part turn. of barbecue, my but turn. like the backyard cookout in my mouth. Mm. Serious tasting notes: cranberry. Yep. Raspberry. Definitely. Like blueberry. 
Plum. For me, some cocoa. Yeah, like some plums. I guess like some dark fruited mm -hmm. uh, stone fruits. Red fruit, dark fruit. But um, on get, a fun tasting note. Spice for sure. Because of the high acidity and like red fruits that I'm getting, I'm getting like some sort of candy that I can't mm. put my finger on. Which can be pretty common, common with the gamay too. Yeah. To get candy notes. It's not, it's definitely not like super stereotypical gamay. It's, no. I like that this is a nice 50 50 blend gamay Pinot Noir. Um, I do. So I it's like kind that of playful. too. Yeah. And then I do kind of get a little bit of like a earthy vibe at the very end. <laughs> Sorry for you listeners out there. The camera just fell over. And for the YouTubers, you Hi. just saw that happen. Um, but anyway, when you're tasting, you also go through primary, secondary, and tertiary Correct. characteristics as well. You can. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I find it helpful um, to do it in that order. Sometimes, though, like for me at least, I'm cutting off your head a little bit. Sometimes for me at least, I find that I can taste the more secondary and tertiary first mm. and I'd have to try to block it out of my brain. Yeah, because sometimes those are like, primary. if it's been okay, it's just like literally all boom. you can taste. Vanilla, sometimes. boom, you know. Sometimes it just whatever. like yeah. takes over. Yeah. Um, but this, I mean, it has a little bit of aged characteristic because it is like four years old. It's yeah. not as crunchy. Mm -hmm. That's a common term. This kind of meaning like we had some 2021s last night, uh, vintage 2020, mm -hmm. and those were kind of crunchy. Those were crunchy. So what do we mean by crunchy, Miss? I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to describe. It's but you know it when you taste yeah, it. Yeah, you know it when you taste it. It's like fresh fruit that was picked. Yeah. Maybe even before peak ripeness, so it hasn't had time to like mm. round out. It's just like pop, poppy yeah. fruit instead of uh, more like rounded more mellowed fruit taste that's yeah. kind of how i would put it i think that was perfect yeah. but basically um that's just like to get you started with wine tasting you can obviously go way more technical with it and whatnot but it's just a good general order and a good way to do things basically you look at it you smell it you taste it and you decide what you think about it mm -hmm. and i mean you can get into like ratings the four things you want to look at after you've done all the looking and smelling and tasting is the balance of the wine and Rem touched on that, just like, did one thing stand out too much? Like, was it too acidic and nothing else or too much tannin and nothing else? Or um, was there a good balance of Okay, was it a nice harmony? And, yeah. Was that an orchestra hitting on all yeah. fronts? I would say this is definitely a balanced one. Yeah. So I would give it a check for balanced. Uh, then length, and we talked about that too. Like, how long do the good flavors linger in your mouth? I didn't really, I get like a medium length. Yeah, medium. One. Not low, um, not, yeah. not long, but medium for sure. And then intensity. That's just how pronounced the like the primary, secondary, and tertiary notes it's were. Medium. I'd say it's pretty and yeah, it's not like blow yeah. your socks off, but it's definitely somewhat intense. And then complexity just basically means like were were you able to pick out notes in those all three categories? Were there tertiary and secondary notes? Which I think there definitely were. Yeah, um, most definitely. I've always yeah. I, I have a lot of bottles of this wine. I've often enjoyed it yeah. because of its complexity. It's I mean, this complex. rings in from like at our local wine shop between, you know, like 22 to 26. And it was like mm -hmm. complex. And totally. so if you can find a wine sub 30 that is like hitting on all those fronts and is semi-complex, buy a lot yeah. of it because it's, uh, it's going to be something that you're going to yeah. want to drink a lot of. So you could rate a wine for acceptable, good, very good, outstanding. You don't have to do it outstanding. That way. <laughs> and normally like, the W set, uh, they 
some people say that if, if it gets one tick, then it's acceptable. Two is good. Three is very good. And four is outstanding. But with natural wine, I kind of disagree with that. So I think personally, you just... You can rate it however you want. <laughs> and I do really like this wine. It was good. It's really it goes good. down yeah. and it's tasty. And I definitely give it a check. So now, after we've covered that, let's just talk about some of the random terms that yes. you might hear, especially in the natural wine community. Some of them are false when they're like overpresent, mm -hmm. and some of them are super nice, yeah. and I love them in balanced quantities. So first one, Britannomyces, Brett, it's my friend, Mr. Barnyard, yep. Mr. Horse's Ass, Mr. We like it. Or Mrs. <laughs> hey in the face yeah i do like it like um it it's basically a strain of wild yeast um that's introduced naturally into the cellar a bunch of so2 sulfur dioxide um, mm -hmm. preservative additions can knock it completely out when there's none present at all brett can run wild sometimes mm -hmm. but when there's a little bit oh i crave it in a wine some people think that all natural wine has to be like fucked up yeah. And that's just, yeah. that's a sin. That's, no. you're, you're not doing the natty community no. a favor at all. I it's, totally agree. Natural wine isn't just fucked up crazy wine. It's still has to be balanced and palatable. Yes, it does. A lot and, of them. And delicious. The most important thing is delicious. And delicious. <laughs> Some of them aren't. And that could be because you just have to be uber careful in the cellar. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you're not, you're not using chemicals you're not using preservatives you have yeah. to just be so crazy careful not to introduce bacteria and yeast strains and, and shit that can like take over your wine so it's it's mm -hmm. almost more of an art in a way and that you're doing this kind of off the cuff without the help of science so that's brett what do we got next mousiness so mousiness is kind of self-explanatory if you've ever I mean, did you have a friend that had a pet chinchilla or a mouse or a gerbil and that like that oh. mouse cage smell? Yeah, you it's know, that's bad. what wine can sometimes smell like. Um, mm -hmm. It's mousiness kind of comes in on like the back of your tongue. Yeah. So like after you're drinking the wine, yeah. um, you put it in your mouth for a few seconds. It's kind of this retro nasal thing that you can mm -hmm. pick up on and it really can be quite off putting. It's yeah, it can be. It can. It can be off. I mean, especially if, if it's super detectable. So not a huge fan of mousiness. Sometimes that mm -hmm. can blow off. But yeah. um... again, I had a very mousy wine in when I was in France recently, and I was very concerned when I first opened it. But I, you know, I let it sit for about 30 minutes and it blew off and it was so good. So hmm. you never know. And once again, SO2 and heavy additions can yes. block the mousiness. And then also, if you're doing a heavy dose or heavy hand of extra, you know, SO2, sulfur dioxide mm -hmm. preservatives, you can block some of the terroir, some of the liveliness and exciting parts of the wine. So we generally try to stay away from that in the natty wine community. VA, the third one, volatile acidity, um, is something in wine that can occur in the, in the form of gas rather than mm -hmm. a liquid. So it's that like nail polishy smell. Mm -hmm. A little volatile acidity VA in wine is nice. It'll produce... Um, some of that, uh, that medium type of acidity that we love yeah. and that we've learned to crave. Yes. But when there's a crap ton of it and you can't it's taste tannin and it's just a sweet tart in your mouth. Yeah. You don't want that. People can start to think that's what all natural wine but is. But I do love, I love a little bit of it for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little bit of VA is nice. Well, we're running out of time here, but we do have a couple more. We spoke about glue glue wine before. That's Easy something drinking, you can just chug, 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 toss down the yep, hatch. Fruity and fun. Basically, French for glug glug. Yes. And lastly, terroir. And this is like a funny topic to talk about, but Especially I like to in say one it a minute. Lot. <laughs> yeah, but basically, the essence oh. of the wine, the whole present. Where it shebang. was grown, its story, the ground it was grown in. The weather, the, the mood, physical location. The mood of the bees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did somebody kiss or did somebody have a breakup in the yes. fields? Yes. Everything goes into it. and We should talk I mean, about more about that later. We'll have to have a whole pod on, on terroir because, I mean, I'm in love with it. And Me I too. think it's super, super important. Especially in natural wine, I feel. Totally. So that kind of leads me to the last thing. Quick, our 60-second recap yes. or um, our two cents on why we love and enjoy drinking natural wine. Mm -hmm. I'll go first. Go. Um, I love it because it's more alive. I love when I taste a natural wine that is energetic, tastes alive in my mouth, mm -hmm. sometimes effervescent. Um, it just has a sense of place, and it's not monotone and sterile. Um, and on every, you know, yep. taste the same, every vintage bit after vintage. It's it's more of a Dora the Explorer adventure. And you're my boots. What about you? <laughs> um, I'll keep it quick. I uh, totally agree with that. Also, I just like that it's more, there's more surprises. It's more unexpected. And I love that. Um, I love things that are unique. And natural wine certainly is unique. So, um, yeah, we love it. Consistency is nice. But it can be boring. For grandma and your mother-in-law, but it can mm -hmm. be boring. Well, our friend's about to walk in. We gotta go have some fun. We gotta wine. So hopefully you enjoyed those tips on yes. how to taste wine, some of those natty wine terms. Mm -hmm. And always remember, folks. Go natty. Or go home. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Peace out.